0: Are you good oh this sounds good I'm excited <laughs> you ready I'm honored I'm the first guest you are my first guest my my very lovely friend is kind enough to let me use her as my guinea pig so thank you <laughs> I'm so to it Let's- so did you get a chance to look at what I sent you? I know it looks super complicated, but you uh,
1: know, yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what that means.
0: <laughs> okay. So since you're my first guest, I'm going to kind of set up my approach to astrology and then we can talk about your chart. Okay. Okay. So the way I think about it is if it's like the cosmos took a picture at the moment you were born. And so wherever the stars were, however the sky was aligned, it's not only telling you who you are, but who you could be. Like under the best circumstances, what's the highest version of yourself? And it's like you carry that with you. It's your astrological DNA. It can't be changed, you know, any more than your skin color or your gender or anything like that. It's kind of just who you are. So when Mm -hmm. I'm looking at your chart, it's interesting because some of the stuff I know about you is immediately jumping out. So Mm -hmm. the first thing that we'll get into, so I'm not like too professorial and complicated, is you are a Scorpio (laughs) like me. So of course we're wonderful. (laughs) And I think you know, Scorpios, we tend to be very passionate and kind of intense and like get really into whatever it is we're into. So the way I think about it is like your sun sign, just like the sun is the center of our solar system, it's the center of your chart. Everything else is important, but it's not as important as that. So it's like your sun sign is telling you who you are, as well as who you could be at the highest level. So as a Scorpio, you know, you're passionate and you're intense, but where are you going to direct that passion and intensity to? So if you look at that chart I sent you, it's a circle, you know, it's like a pie chart. It's split up into 12 different segments for 12 different signs. So the segments are called houses. So if you think about your mind or your personality or your life as like a play, the planets are the actors. So the sun is the lead actress in your life. The moon is like a very close second lead actress and then everybody else is like a supporting role. Then the sign Scorpio is the outfit that the sun is putting on. So let's say, you know, it's a sun in Aries, like a particular person we know who maybe I can trick into doing this as well. (laughs) So like the Aries outfit, might be battle armor because Aries is based on the warrior. So you know that person is probably um, strong and feisty and fiery. So with Scorpio It's a little bit similar, but a little bit different. So they're both ruled by the planet of Mars, which is the warrior planet. But with Scorpio, it's a little bit more, I don't want to say subtle, because I'm not sure we're all that subtle, but it's it's a different type of intensity. Whereas Aries is kind of like warlike, Scorpio is more psychological, I think, and more a little bit more emotional like, like that. So if you're thinking about your sun sign, you've got your main actress on the stage she's beautiful and lovely and looks just like you and she has on this scorpio outfit which might be all black you know because we can be like that sometimes it might be um actually very soft and cuddly because we can be like that too so it's kind of like you think about what kind of outfit you're putting on but then the house the divisions on your chart is where it happens and this will not surprise you and maybe it'll even please you in your chart you have a lot of planets, including your sun, in the 11th house. The 11th house represents the community. So your like, very real community activism and your need for that is written right in your chart. You have all this energy there, tons of planets, which we can get into if you want, or we, I can just kind of give you the, the basic outline of it. It's like your soul is happiest if you are involved in your community. And so, you know, activism. Also, the 11th house tends to be very progressive and liberal. So it's like that all those leanings you have, it's like right there written in your astrological DNA, like this is who you are, not only who you are, but when you're happiest, that's your lane, is being involved in your community, being involved with your friends, with progressive causes, liberal causes, political activism, like all that stuff. So I just thought that was really interesting because, of course, I know that to be true about you. So it's some other stuff we could get into, but that's the first thing that popped out. What do you think? You you with me? get hey, you with me? I can't hear you. You might be muted. I can, can you check see, your I can...
1: Okay, How there do you I... are, there you are oh you can hear me now okay
0: yeah Um, okay okay you heard heard all that stuff I said
1: I did hear it I can you explain like where it is on the chart so is Mm -hmm. the circle in the middle the sun and then the Mm -hmm. houses are the sections emanating from there no. So if you look at, you know what the Scorpio symbol looks like. It's an
0: M with a little yeah. tail on it, like a little pitchfork. So if you see right there, that circle with another circle inside of it, that's the sun. So you see how in that space, which if you go down a little bit further, you'll see the number 11, your 11th house. Do you see all that energy right there? You have tons of Scorpio energy, your sun, your Mars, Venus and something called the Midheaven. It's all there. So when you mm. have a lot of energy focused on one place like that, it's really, really mm-hmm. strong. And so it's like it's it's unavoidable almost. So you know how we're always talking about, like, oh, I just feel like I'm 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 missing the opportunity to do this. Well, yeah. I'm not saying that you are, but it's like that feeling you have yeah. is real. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like that's how you're built.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like I'm really. Living, if I'm not doing something like that, I there's a part of me that feels empty, even though I may have you know everything and my life is very full, but it doesn't really feel like I'm really living the life I'm supposed to live, or there's something missing always for me if I'm not doing that kind of work.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think astrology is very helpful for, is for stuff exactly like that. Like, oh, you know, I have all the things that I feel like I should want, but something is still missing. Well, because you're not doing what your soul is asking you to do. And so like, you know, there's this theory that the sun is almost like your soul on this earth. It's your soul's purpose. So wherever it is, that is what you're supposed to be doing. So if you're not Mm. doing it, you may be content and you may be fine but you won't be happy you won't be fulfilled Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. it may not it may not necessarily be that you have to be out in the streets although I think that's what you like it could be (laughs) something you know it could be like policy work it could be something like that it doesn't necessarily have to be pounding the pavement although I do think that is what you like so (laughs) you might you know you might have to find a way to get more involved in that because that's what your soul is craving yeah so let's see what else can I tell you? Um When did you get married? How old were you when you got married? Um
1: let's see.
0: it was like your mid thirties, was that right? Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. So if you look like at thirty how-
1: three, thirty-four, I think.
0: Okay, so if you look at um, the seventh house, so go to the one where the seven is, and you see like that, it looks like a 69, but that's the sign for Cancer. So the seventh house is the marriage house. And so in yours, you have Saturn there, and it's retrograde. So Saturn, the the same way that your sun is like your soul's purpose, Saturn Mm -hmm. is almost like wherever it is in your chart that something is delayed maybe or like mm-hmm. hard or mm-hmm. something like that so like having mm-hmm. saturn there could be an indication of getting married later in life which mid-30s mm-hmm. is honestly not that late but considering mm-hmm. you know the average is like 26 27 28 it is a little bit later so i just thought that was interesting it's kind of like okay you have the the only planet there is saturn so it could mean, you know, a little bit later. It could mean marrying someone older, actually, because Saturn is also like the planet he of an is older. older, an older man specifically. Um, yeah. So you know that that's just something I know. Well,
1: he's seven years older than I am.
0: Oh, how about that? Because the that's interesting because the Saturn. I would have to look at his chart, but. If if Saturn is seven years apart between people, the two Saturns are in a position called a square, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be a difficult angle. So that seven to eight year mark, for some reason, is like the magic number of those two elements in your chart. Just are never quite going to get along. But you know, we'll oh great, about chart later, yeah. <laughs> oh, <I know>. Okay, let's see. Let's see what else. Okay, (laughs) something else interesting that I've learned as I've kind of looked at charts and looked at my own chart and all that kind of stuff. Something else you can look at for Mm -hmm. your life purpose and feeling fulfilled is Jupiter. Because in ancient times, well, the mythology of it anyway, is that mm-hmm. Jupiter was actually the the greatest God, like the the top God out of everybody. So mm-hmm. when you look at Jupiter in your chart, it's almost like looking at another sun in a way, because it's like the sun is really the ruler of your person. But because Jupiter is the king of the skies, you can kind of look at them together. So if you look at Jupiter, it might tell you, okay, if we know that you're very passionate because you're a Scorpio, and that your passion should be directed in community because it's in the 11th house, we can think, okay, well, what else can we learn about this? In your chart, Jupiter is in Pisces in the third house. So a few things about that. The planets have signs that they like to be in especially, some more than others. So like, you know, how I told you that Mars rules Aries and Scorpio. So when Mars is in Aries, like it is now, or if it's in Scorpio, it's really, really strong. It's very well placed. Like that's something about that, per- that person's personality that's going to come through strongly. Jupiter enjoys being in Pisces, like really enjoys it. So that's kind of like a really sweet position for it to be in because Jupiter is not only the king of the gods, but supposedly like the bringer of luck. So if you're having some good vibes with Jupiter, you might find $20 in your pocket, or you might go to the casino and win, or you might get, you know, a random phone call with money on the other end, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. So with yours being in the third house, the third house is the house of communication. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you have this connection between the community and then communicating. So if I were to just look at this and I didn't know you at all, I'd be like, oh, you might need to be like a speaker for the community. You might need to be somebody who is, um, like I said, maybe doing policy. I don't know if you consider that to be a speaker for the community, but something with communication, like getting
1: the vote out, for instance. That's a really good example. So huh, that's so interesting because I feel like I struggle with communication. I Mm -hmm. feel that... I, even though, you know, I'm very um, comfortable sharing my, you know, my thoughts and opinions, or even, you know, just whatever is going on with me with people, um, it's usually, I'm that way with you and very few people. But in general, I do tend to, I definitely don't share my emotions. I don't usually know how to articulate mm-hmm. them um, I also feel like and I don't know if it's because I learned English later or um, for whatever reason I feel like I'm I I don't express my thoughts very well and sometimes mm-hmm. it's because I have I make connections with things that I feel feel like, um, like a majority of people don't necessarily make in the same way. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that may have something to do with, you know, becoming from another culture. So sometimes like you see things a little differently um, or I don't know, for whatever reason. Um, And so it's very hard for me to put into words, everything, like all the connections I see in something or how I get from Thought a to thought c um, mm-hmm. so and even and then and even you know in terms of the law i it, for me, I think I felt that embracing legal language was like a rejection of my community and a rejection of um you know speaking in a way that regular people <laughs> can can understand and it it felt like like uh taking up like a privilege and Mm -hmm. so I've always rejected it so I feel like even in that space I I don't do that well or I don't feel comfortable doing it um Mm -hmm. so that's so weird though that um but at the same time there is something that I've always I I have been pulled to it like I I used to want to be a journalist and I've always said I like wanted to write a book like I've I there's a part of me that is drawn to communication and speaking and that kind of thing but at the same time I feel like it's hard for me like it's a challenge but that's okay so it's a thing couple of things
0: it's a couple of things about that that are interesting that I think maybe learning some things about your chart and your potential might help you get over that. The first thing I notice is your rising sign is Capricorn. So mm-hmm. the rising sign is not a planet, it's a point. So it's at the moment of your birth where the sun was on the eastern horizon that day it changes like every two hours so even Mm -hmm. though um let's say like another person who was born on your same birthday Uh in the same town in the same hospital but six hours earlier you have a totally different chart and even though the planets will be in the same places where they are in your chart are totally different so they're going to have a very different experience from you or they're going to respond to their experience differently than you Mm-hmm. So with Capricorn being on the first house, the first house, and I'm going to use the word allegedly, because I would say to me, this is hit or miss, but the first house is supposed to be the mask you wear in the world. So for instance, mine is Gemini. Mm-hmm. Gemini tends to be very intellectual, which I think for me is true. And mm-hmm. usually we tend to be skinny and kind mm-hmm. of wiry and maybe a little nervous and jittery because like those are Gemini oh, wow. traits. Oh, Mm -hmm, Right. Capricorn tends to be um, more steady, more kind of both feet on the ground, like physically bigger. And I don't mean that like in a fat way or anything. I just Mm -hmm. mean bigger because Mm -hmm. Capricorn is more solid. Like Gemini is very nervous energy that moves a lot. Capricorn Mm -hmm. is very still Mm -hmm. and like very serious. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that some of that I think could be true for you and some Mm -hmm. not. But -hmm. the interesting thing about it is. Your rising sign occurs at 28 degrees. There are only 30 degrees in each sign. So it's very close to getting to the next degree. You have an asteroid in the exact same place as your ascendant. Anytime a planet or asteroid or whatever is in the exact same place, it's significant because it's like out of all these 360 degrees, you know, what are the chances, one out of 360, that they're going to be at the same place? Mm-hmm. So for you, you have this asteroid called Athena right on top of your ascendant. Athena mm-hmm. was like this silent warrior princess. You know, she huh. she was um, it's almost like Wonder Woman, I guess. That's always who comes to my mind because it's like an Amazon is who I think of. But like this woman, or maybe like Zena, the warrior princess, like this mm-hmm. woman in her... Um, You know shield and and that kind of outfit and doesn't say a lot but when she does speak everybody listens so for you to have that right on top of your ascendant means you have a very deep well of wisdom but you're not expressing it for some reason So it's like it's right there on the surface like you know it I know it we have our little sessions all the time we're talking about stuff and you know we're always asking what you think and I do Mm -hmm. think you consider stuff and you give thoughtful opinions that aren't just based purely on what it looks like you also think of well how does this person feel about it and does that make them feel better and you know you consider things. So, you have this wisdom right there on the surface. Then you have this other indication that you could and should be communicating these thoughts. So, you know, that may be something that you mm-hmm. think about. But also, another thing I see in your chart that could explain some of this, like uh, being hesitant, if you look at the 10th house, so the one with the 10 on it, mm-hmm. Mercury is in Libra. Mercury is like your thought process. It, you know if the sun is your soul and the moon is your heart mercury is your brain so it's like as you process things how are you thinking about them Mm -hmm. libra is notoriously indecisive Mm -hmm. it's the it's the balance and so it's like you're balancing all this crap and so it's hard to just sit down and pick a side yeah and so yeah and so i think that's part of it is, well, if you're sitting down to write down these thoughts, which thought do you write down? And you're weighing all these things, (laughs) like, well, this is how you feel and this is how they feel and how might this person feel, and the next thing you know you're not doing anything because you can't decide. Right. So, yeah, (laughs) that's that's there, too.
1: Exactly. That's exactly how I feel so much of the time. That's amazing. Like, I... Yeah. That's... Wow. This is... that's this. really cool
0: (laughs) you know the 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 I gave you the downside of Libra because you know that's the part that I think is holding you back the good side of Libra though is you're very diplomatic and Libras tend to be diplomatic and tactful and they consider people's feelings that's the good side Mm-hmm. So it's like one way maybe you could work with it is if you had a partner because Libra mm-hmm. is very much based in partnership. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to better communicate if you have someone you can do that with who kind of bounces the ideas off you and helps mm-hmm. help you make decisions. Yeah. So it's not just you saying like, well, what am I gonna do? Maybe somebody else who could be like, okay, well, we've talked about options one, two, and three. These are the <laughs> pros and cons. Let's do two. And then it'll like, okay, well, now that the decision-making is not on you, now you can move forward
1: well that's why yes that's why I rely on my friends <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yes I can I can attest to this <laughs> oh, wow
1: this is fascinating this is this is so yeah I've actually been told before too that you know in spaces that people feel like I have more to offer and I'm not and I stay quiet Um, Mm -hmm. so that is really cool you're really good at this (laughs) thank you
0: (laughs) let's see what else I can tell you let's talk about your moon so we've talked about the sun which to me is the most important but the moon is a really close second. so if the sun is like your daytime personality kind of like you know who you are most of the time uh-huh. as people get to know you this is the part of you they see you know they that start though. to see okay I can't you're very passionate like they may not <laughs> see it immediately but once we get to know you're like oh you are really passionate about these things and liberal progressive causes and you know all those types of things the moon is Mm -hmm. like your nighttime personality it's the personality that comes out when you've taken your bra off and you've had a (laughs) glass of wine so you know like your really close friends your husband your family they see this part of you so yours and mine actually Mm -hmm. because our birthdays are so close they're both our moons are in leo okay so the moon in leo is um a little bit dramatic and (laughs) and need needs a lot of validation and it's funny because you were talking about how you don't necessarily show that to people and I don't either but I do think once people get to know us really well they realize that that oh yeah you need you need some you need some pats on the back I do (laughs) and so do you and then doubly in yours Uh yours is in the eighth house okay Uh the eighth house is like the house of it's a very intense house Uh and so it's it has been called the house of death let me take a pause here and don't say that right that doesn't mean you're going to die okay Uh like i'm not saying like oh are you going to die this time it means more like transformation and so it's kind of like you need a continuous process of (gasps) being reborn and so this like really what this
1: this is this is crazy This okay. so my entire house in different <laughs> all over sprinkled throughout my house you will find different books about transforming it could be your physical health it could be your brain it could be your your house i mean literally mm-hmm. i am i am fascinated by the idea of transforming something. So it could be literally, like I said, from renovating your house to, you know, your look <laughs> to, to whatever. And, and I think that's part of why, wow, that is so, and, and I actually think that maybe this is also what I should, um, that what, what part of what my, my passion work is Mm -hmm. needs to also include this something that deals with transformation because it is something that I've just from and it's from the time that I was a child like I remember you know how you know people do these um what is it called um the collages you know where you kind of visualize what you what you want to see in your life or and you know you cut Mm -hmm. out pictures or whatever and you draw it. I remember Mm -hmm. doing that when I was maybe 11 years old, 12 years old. I'd never seen anybody do it or, you know, it had never been explained to me. This was something that you do. But I remember just doing that and then like writing, you know, these things for myself of how I would like to, the things that I would like to change and become into and, you know, Mm -hmm. like the... Um, the classes I want to take to be able to do it, or the whatever it was, um, and and so that has been a thing for me, like my whole life. It's just I'm constantly to the point where my husband is like, you, you're never satisfied, like you're always looking mm-hmm. for something to to change, but to me, mm-hmm. it literally like change is is life. Like if I feel like if if I'm not in some way helping to transform something or myself, then I'm not really living almost, you know, like that's what Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm you are all, you know, everything needs to be about constant growth and constant transformation. And my name means progress. No, I don't think I knew
0: that. You might have told me
1: that once before. So part of it is probably that too. And my father also, well, this is a, also very much, you know, a community person. So I think that has something to do with it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is another reason why this is helpful because now that you know that that's how it is, there's no point in trying to change it. That's just who you are. <laughs> and so like, instead of fighting it, just being like, you know what? I have an emotional need to constantly change stuff so Mm. I'm just just accept it Mm. and be like where can you put that energy instead of trying to end it where can you put it where it's productive and so it's like if you know like if you're changing the house change the house if that satisfies it then there you go but if it doesn't okay how can you turn that into something else yeah how can you like it could be job related it could be Um, volunteering it could be you know whatever the list is endless it could like you said it could be physical it could be your hair it could be whatever but it's that's a need you have that's legitimate and real and it's never going to go anywhere because that's how you're made and so like this constant it you know what might be a good thing for you Mm -hmm. is take on these projects Mm -hmm. in the community that have an end date Because that way, it's like you're putting a lot of intense focus into it for a short amount of time. Then when it's done, you feel like you accomplished something. And then it's like, okay, I transformed that. Now I can go fix something else. Yeah, I
1: think think you would enjoy that. I think, well, you know, and I used to do a lot of campaigns. And I think that's why that um, worked for me, because it had a very specific goal and a time limit. And so I could just completely throw myself into it for three months or four months and then feel mm-hmm. like, you know, okay, I've accomplished that and I can move on and then be excited about doing something new.
0: And you know what's super interesting too, and I'm just putting this together, the sixth house mm-hmm. in your chart, the sixth house is the house of everyday work. It's literally like getting up, and going to work like it's not it's not as fun and exciting as other houses but it's important because you know this is basically how you live your life how you make your money yours is empty oh God. that doesn't necessarily mean anything it, no that that's not a bad thing it could I think it's different interpretations on what that means sometimes it something empty means it's easy for you sometimes being empty means you won't have to. This just not a focus of this life. You know yeah. what I mean. So like the same Amen. way you have the eleventh house, it's just so heavy with stuff. Mm-hmm. Your sixth house is the exact opposite; is completely empty.
1: And you said your eleventh house is all relationships, or is it marriage, or
0: the eleventh is the community? Oh wait, the... so that really, mm-hmm. that really heavy community emphasis you have in the eleventh—that's where your heart is. So the sixth house, what's interesting to me about it, because you were talking about all this change, the, the sign that rules your sixth house is Gemini. Gemini is like the king of change. It's versatile. It's, you know, on a bad day, two-faced. It's constantly moving. Absolutely. And so for your workhouse to be there, even though it's empty, for the ruler of that house to be something that is so changeable, we're now starting to get a really good idea of what kind of work would satisfy you. Something that you can put intense short bursts of energy into. Huh. That I think would be a good fit. Like you just said, how you would do a project for three or four months yeah. and then you can move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let's see what else I can tell you. Your Venus and Mars are both also in Scorpio. So this is like a real explosive combination because Mars loves being in Scorpio. It's super strong there. I don't see it in you, to be honest, but maybe that's because I don't really see you truly upset. Like, usually if we're having a conversation, you're upset. It doesn't come out as anger. But Mars in Scorpio can be very explosive. Because What
1: house is this in?
0: This is also the 11th. So this is the community. So actually, you know, what's interesting is Mars isn't just about, like, your physical... um, aggression or something like that it's also what gets your blood pumping so for you for it to be in Scorpio in the 11th house is another indicator of you need to be doing community work because, like, that's where your heart is. That's where you don't like that injustice. Well, that, you know, for some yeah. people, Mars could be somewhere else, and you know, it doesn't matter to yeah. them. And it's not; the, it doesn't make them bad. It does not matter to them. Yeah. But for you, it's like your passion, your heart, it is. your and it's so because
1: it's in this place. Yeah, I can see that though. I get angry when I see something that it, I perceive to be unjust, and it doesn't. Um, it's not always things that you know other people would be bothered by but I would just be like you you've seen me where I get really Mm -hmm. (laughs) riled up where you get really yeah Yeah. you're right because sometimes
0: the stuff you get riled up about I'm like I don't get it (laughs) but okay
1: (laughs) um so that makes sense and I yeah yeah I also think you know I deal with anger and in ways that so that I don't express it, which is just something I need to work on.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because the potential is there. You know, Mars and Scorpio is not to be fucked with for yeah. part of my branch, but that's like a real powerhouse.
1: I think that's right why there. I I work very hard to contain my anger because, because I'm afraid of how strong it can be. And yeah.
0: How angry you can get. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Iris, you know, my baby, she has Mars and Scorpio and she has not learned that yet. So I can see it in her very clearly. Like when she gets frustrated, she hits or she throws stuff Mm -hmm. or she screams. And it's like, you can tell she just doesn't know what to do with this rage. And so it just comes, it just explodes. So I
1: wonder if when you were
0: little before you had a handle of it, I wonder if you were like that.
1: They know that my well according to my parents, I was like the perfect child. They said I was Mm. I was sweet as long as I had food (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) and um Yeah, I mean they I they said I was a you know I I was a very um easygoing you were easygoing mild no i don't know about angelic but But (laughs) i I mean i never got in trouble actually as a kid even growing a teeny oh i believe it yeah i never but i think that's a problem (laughs) what not getting it yeah i mean you know you should as a kid at some
0: point you should get in trouble even get into some kind of trouble yeah even as an adult i I agree (laughs) So yeah, a little a of trouble never true. hurt anybody. Good right?
1: trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so yeah, those are the things that are jumping out. Do you have anything particular that you want to ask that we haven't talked about?
1: Uh...
0: and you know, we could always what talk about other stuff off the podcast. Oh health, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um let's see. So the sixth house that we just talked about, yours is in Gemini, um, but it's empty. So you could definitely take that as being generally good health, Mm -hmm. because there's nothing there to indicate otherwise. You also look at the eighth house, which like I told you, on top of being transformative, is also the house of health. Mm -hmm. So interestingly, because your moon is there in the eighth Mm -hmm. house, this could be an indication of if you have health problems, mm-hmm. what kind of health problems they could be. Mm-hmm. The moon is associated with the female body, female issues. Yeah. This could be breast cancer. This could be ovarian mm-hmm. cancer. And I'm not trying to yeah, scare you. I'm no just saying like anything related yeah. Yeah, to the female body, especially like the reproductive yeah. system, that is what the moon stands for. Yes. Um. So that is potential. Yes. Um. Also, the fact that Leo rules the House of Death, Leo rules the heart. Okay. So those are the types of things maybe to look out for. My heart. Like being very careful with, yeah, with Ooh. your heart health, like staying in good physical oh, condition with your heart. Okay. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to freak you out. I'm just saying, like, this is, these are what these things yeah. could yeah. be. But you never know. Yeah. You never know how they're going to turn out. Yeah. You could also live to be 100 and never have any of these issues. Mm. But the moon, I would say, because you actually have a planet there in this particular mm. house, if you were worried about something, I or if had, you were I like, hmm, had I, had I wonder.
1: Issues. I have had, I've had, the, the main health issue I've, I've had in my life have been with my reproductive system.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So having, you know, indicator there of specifically female reproductive health issues in that particular house that's what i would say but since you've already experienced it then you know you know that um you know what would be helpful is if you were wanting to talk about specifically an ongoing health issue so what we're looking at right now is your birth chart your birth chart never changes this is who you are as far as the stars go Uh but you can also look at transits. So like right now we're in Sagittarius season and all the planets are somewhere different than they were when you were born. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at that, you can look at, okay, what is being activated in your chart? If your health house is being activated, then that may be a time specifically where you want to look at like, okay, am I, you know, maybe I need to go to the doctor or
1: mm-hmm. just
0: to get a checkup, you know, something like that. Okay. Um, Kind of timing your visits. Yeah or avoiding certain activities like right now huh. um, Mars is an Aries okay. and Mars and Aries are both warlike and related to blood loss so if you were to ask me should you get surgery right now I would say oh, no wow. because that Yeah, that energy of bloodletting, blood blood loss, accidents is high. Yeah. Mm. So I wouldn't, I would say no. If you can avoid a surgery right now, I would avoid it. Okay.
1: I'm not planning any surgery. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm just, you know, I'm just giving you an example of like, yeah, if you were and you were like, hey, I I have a couple of months I can do this, Mm. can you look at maybe what's the
1: best month for me? We could do that. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. What about trying to get in shape? Is this an auspicious time for that?
0: (laughs) Well, let's see. You were in Sag season right Mm -hmm. now. So I would say no. And the reason I would say no is because in your chart, Mm -hmm. Sagittarius rules the 12th house. The 12th house is the very last house. Mm -hmm. It's the house of like hidden things of illness. Actually, it can be a sign of illness. It can be a sign of like going to the hospital, things Mm -hmm. like that. So I'm not necessarily saying that's going to happen to you. But the reason I'm saying Mm -hmm. no is because after we get out of sad season and we're in Capricorn Mm -hmm. season, it's almost like your chart restarts. That's a good time for you. Mm -hmm. Because when something is going through the first house, it's like breathing again. It's like starting all the way over. And
1: when you go through this cycle every
0: year, for you, it'll happen on December, whatever day it goes into Capricorn this year, it's always a little bit different. It could be the 22nd. Yeah, the end of this, yeah, the oh, end of this year, cool. the end of December. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that actually lines up with New Year's resolutions. So that's, that's actually good energy for you. You know, for a lot of people, they do resolutions and never follow through. Mm-hmm. But for you, the energy is there if you have the discipline to do it.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not just discipline. It's like learning new new ways of um of being for example not mm. going you mean
0: like while we're stuck at home
1: yeah well I mean like for example instead when I get angry instead of going and eating uh, chocolate cake you know mm-hmm. only going, <laughs> going for a, a jog <laughs> or, right yeah or just saying I'm yeah. angry and this is what I'm angry about and being done with it
0: yeah remember you have Jupiter and Pisces in the third house you can do it okay (laughs) you have the luck of the gods you can say whatever you want to say it's there let it fly let it rip don't let that Libra Mercury hold you back wait are you saying that I just have good luck in general in life I'm saying that when it comes to well kind of yes because Jupiter and Pisces is very lucky it's a really good place for Jupiter to be. Jupiter loves being there. Pisces is, you know, ethereal and fun and outer in outer space and Jupiter likes that kind of stuff. So, in general, yes, Mm -hmm. but also specifically in your specific area with your words. If you, yeah, you have the capacity to be super persuasive and elegant in your speech. It's there. You just have to get past the indecisiveness okay and they're like well you know this person feels that way it's like well you know fuck them. <laughs>
1: how do you feel about it you know <laughs> okay this is so cool i think everybody should do
0: this i think it's great it's like therapy you know you're yeah. it's like really getting to know yourself being like okay this is how i'm made so how can i work with it instead of working against it
1: yeah yeah, so I guess I can't just tell myself it was just my my youth and I need to outgrow being an activist.
0: <laughs> you can't outgrow it. You're going to be 85 feeling the same way because that's mm-hmm. how you're made. And what's wrong with being well, an activist? It's, there's
1: nothing wrong with it. It's just um, I I had some negative experiences and then I just kind of, so kind of, I got burnt out on it and then once I had kids yeah. you know it's just it takes a lot just to manage you know kids and work and all that so I just never of really went back yeah. to it
0: it's... yeah well you know I understand that I know that so.
1: <laughs> but you're very good about pursuing what you know your interests while managing kids and everything and I'm it's impressive because you're so much younger than I am actually and but you don't seem to be as overwhelmed by it (laughs) as I (laughs) am
0: well I appreciate that uh I don't know if that's true but I'll take the compliment (laughs) (laughs) but you know what the same way you were saying that that community work that light your fire well that's what this does for me and this is easier for me because I'm on my bed you know you got to be out there. I don't have to be out there. I can be at home doing this while the kids are. Yeah. Well, so that is a guess, benefit of having it.
1: Um I nowadays I guess people do their activism on the computer anyways, a lot of it. Yeah. That's but that's good. not really my style.
0: I did feel moved. I I looked up. I was like, "Okay, how can I work for Stacey Abrams?" cuz she's pretty, yeah. oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But you know the same way, like the way your chart looks, mine is the exact opposite. My eleventh house is totally um, empty. That is just not my calling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not my call. I know. I know mm-hmm. that. So like when you're talking about it, I enjoy being around people who know their passion, <laughs> even if it's yeah. not mine. Because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I'm glad somebody is doing that. Because I know that's mm-hmm. not for me, and it doesn't mean yeah. I don't care. It's just yeah, not it's for not me. What
1: lights you up?
0: No, it isn't.
1: Have have you been writing?
0: I have Yay. I, I have indeed. I actually wrote another chapter of my erotic book <laughs>
1: yesterday. <laughs> and I thought of you because I was like, oh, you'd be so proud of me. I am. I'm so glad. And you know that there are very few uh erotic books written by or for or with the experience of Black women. So I think mm-hmm. that it's, you would you would be doing a great service for us all. <laughs> oh,
0: thanks, friend. Yeah, I, I did. I just was like, you know what? I feel like writing pulled out my computer and I did that. So I'm splitting time between writing and doing this. Cool.
1: Do you remember that book? Mm-hmm. Um, you were probably young, but it, um, what was it called? It's it's not black erotica, is it? Noir or something. More. Mm. When I was in college, I which you were probably you were still at best in high school, maybe even. <laughs> yeah, you were probably <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, there was this book that everybody was talking about and it was a collection of black um erotica. Ooh, I might have to. Yeah, that you out. should. And it was just—it was so exciting because it was really the first, you know, one that uh, that was mass, you know, like that a lot of people knew knew about. Um, because, yeah, I guess I—I I don't know why, but I guess because Black people had so many other serious things to write about <laughs> that we didn't get, you know, right. <laughs> we didn't get to do that kind of stuff.
0: Well, you know, speaking of Stacey Abrams, she writes. Did Did she? she Wow. She, yes, she has like three or four different Black erotica books. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can call them erotica. They're romance. But they, yeah. 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 She does. (laughs) So, yeah, I find that very fascinating and wonderful. That I was like, that is so cool.
1: (laughs) Well, she was definitely. at my school at the time when I was reading that book so it was she probably read that same book as well. (laughs) it was probably getting passed around because I think she's probably she's about four years older than I am I think so probably yeah so she's probably yeah so I think
0: she she just
1: left probably when I was coming in Cause I have, I know someone that was in mm. her like friends with her who was in her class and they're, oh, and they're okay. like, yeah, but she was always very serious. She, you know, she was always involved in politics. Um,
0: I should look at her chart.
1: Oh yeah. I'm good.
0: I am bet she, I bet she has a yeah. funny chart. It probably looks like yours if I'm honest. I'd be shocked if it wasn't similar. And not necessarily that she's a Scorpio, yeah. but yeah, I would be surprised if she didn't have a lot of like community involvement stuff mm-hmm. as
1: well. That that's your true. Yeah. That it's in the it's in our star. It's in our <laughs> huh.
0: It's written in the stars, baby.
1: Don't fight the universe.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Is there anything else? um... Well, you can also tell me this offline. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you some other things offline.
0: Okay. Thank (laughs) you. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you being my game. I appreciate you doing this for me. I feel. Yeah. I feel both seen and um, like. I'm not crazy, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is, this is how Aww, I feel. <laughs>
0: you're
1: not crazy. Yeah, that is how you
0: feel. So, yeah, I just feel like what's helpful about it is, okay, you know that. So now what can you do with it? Instead of trying to change it or think it's wrong, just like, you know what, yeah. this is me. So let me work with all these energies and figure out how I can, you know, pull all of this
1: together to be the happiest version mm-hmm. of you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon.